The Twin Peaks Podcast. I'm June, and I'm Higgs, and I'm Guy. So let's uh, let's just get the elephant out of the way here. We get that elephant out of the way. Yep, get out we. of the way, elephant. We screwed up the recording of this episode. We we're speaking from the future. Yes, we. I had nothing to do with it. I, I don't know that. But this is not only the first time that happened. This is the second time it happened to this very same episode. Some say it's cursed. <laughs> well, that's uh, annoying. What the hell are we doing over here lately? The good news is we noticed it a mere eight, almost eight months later. <laughs> anyway, here we are from the future. We, The people who you are listening to now have actually all watched uh, the, the, all this, the, the episodes of Twin Peaks, but we're going to have to... Uh, yep. Do our best to keep that out-of-game knowledge out of this episode for you. Yeah, our Twin Peaks version has taken all of Season 1 and Season 2 at this point. Yep. It's, uh, ooh, something. We're going to keep this spoiler-free. We're going to try, but we're idiots. <laughs> so, anyway, with that in mind, how you guys doing? Uh, yeah. Pretty good, oh. pretty good. Uh, the, the future's great, everybody. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're living in a paradise now. Ah. Um, if you're a sixty-year-old uh, uh, white dude in the South, things are looking up. So, hooray for them! They're ge- they should be getting used to the heat because they're going to feel it one day. But yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure, it's about time that uh, old white men, you know, catch a break. I mean, honestly. I mean, honestly. <laughs> what the hell are you even going about on about here, guy? <laughs> Good lord. Anyway, let's not get political, guys. Yeah. Um, you started it. I did. I. I, I guess I did. Anyway. I mean, you might have. I don't know. This is all getting it out anyway. Where are we? We're we're, we're doing today. We're doing uh, season two, episode depend twenty four on the box set. Seventeen, season two. <laughs> Wounds and scars. This is uh, getting into the uh, the wind of Merle is is ramping up here, and we yes. we meet a new uh, love love interest for a coop. Yeah, and we get sung a little yeah. ditty that uh, makes me long for James. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. It's, uh, I blocked this one out of my head completely, uh, both you know years ago and again now. Uh, for, forgot how bad this one was. It's uh, I mean the song, not the episode. But uh, yeah, yeah. that the James one gets a lot of flack. This I think this is the song that everybody should be talking about when they're jabbing pencils in their ears. The James uh, song, or James in general, gets a meme, but uh, this song never got a meme. Yeah, and and how? Because it's a thousand times more ridiculous. It really is. It's pretty bad. Oh, carry me home on the old prairie. I mean, it's clear that somebody loves cowboy movies, and they built a whole show around this scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another th- another thing, uh, people, in the future, we'll change our format. Yes, it's a good thing to talk about, because uh, I forget Indeed. which episode. At some point, I realized 
Um, the format that we had was was too much work for you. Yes. Yes. Oh. Exactly. Perfect. You said it better than I could have said myself. Okay. It's it's you know it's a lot, and uh, we we're talking about maybe doing some another podcast at some point and. Uh, so basically, if guy I'm was doing... like, "Hey, I love these six-hour podcasts where I spend <laughs> six weeks trying to whittle them down to anything resembling something coherent." But what about we do this new thing where it uh, forces you idiots into like a fenced-in yard, and you can only run around so much before I get to reel you back in? Right. And it's a good uh, idea, more or less. So this is your sneak peek of the future format. That's right. I forget exactly which episode we start doing it, but it's it's not far from from here. Yeah. Uh, basically, what I do is I uh, I make a list of all the the story arcs of each episode, and then we just run through them rather than go through every through it scene by scene. And uh, it just makes for a neater, uh, more concise discussion. And uh, it, I have to edit a lot less in theory, and hopefully it makes for a shorter overall recording. Anyway. Uh, so that's what you have to look forward to. Great job, guy. We appreciate you. I always like to call this episode uh, The Eyes of Harry Truman. So, uh, yeah, here we are. Um, the first scene. Jazzy, hi- jazzy hog flashbacks. That's right. It, <laughs> it, it, it starts with uh, the, the, what, the, the story arc of uh, what I'm calling Heartbreak Harry. He's in the roadhouse, right? It sort of starts out with Horny Humpin' Harry. Right. <laughs> but you're thinking about this flashbacks. I mean, yeah. It's of like him and, uh, on a table, like in a field, just all over the place. He's just... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Ross Hagen and uh, Side Hackers. He, uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of a self-indulgent little uh, uh, flashback there to better times. Hawk brings him breakfast yeah, from the diner. Hilariously. And uh, he's like, screw your breakfast. I like whiskey. God bless Norma's hilarious breakfast. For, yes. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a nice breakfast. For some reason, he finds it hilarious. He sees it and it just cracks him the hell up. Like, oh my God, they hashed browns. That's insane. <laughs> like, what's going on there? Are you okay, buddy? Okay. What's the deal with bacon? So, yeah, that's that's uh, the first scene with Harry, and uh, he's not doing good. He's just... Yeah, no, he's strolling down memory lane and uh, taking a tour of the inside of a whiskey bottle there. And, uh, you know, as you do, I guess, when your 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 lady friend turns into a drawer. <laughs> Truman and Hawk talk for a moment about kind of like, you know, the way of the world, I guess. And, you know, how, I don't know, Truman th- seems to think, what does he say? Um, he's like, maybe the world's caught up to ours, you know, and it's like maybe. Right, so it's a simple town, but it used to be. At least. Yep. Yeah, it's just like, I guess that ship had, it feels like that ship really had sailed um, <laughs> yeah, during season one at some point, maybe two or three episodes in at some point. For us, it's it's been uh, two years, but for him, it's been two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's like, hey, buddy, oh, yeah. I can see you're upset. Your, uh, your lady friend was a, a criminal. Oof. Yeah, yeah, he brought the... Uh, uh, what the hell was it? Uh, her rap sheet, her uh, Interpol rap sheet, and uh, that's as long as my arm. Yeah, Truman doesn't want to hear it though. You know, can blame him. He he throws him the hell out. He's like, "Hey, bro, uh, hit the hit the road, dude." He gives uh, him a good he gives him a good Harry Hulk smash. Get out of here! That's what I call, that's <laughs> what I call Harry Hulk smash. Go ahead. Oh, I see. I see. 
The uh, allegations of multiple murders kind of roll off his back, but then the prostitution uh, mention of that comes uh, comes into play, and Harry just kind of loses it. Yeah, he goes full Hulk Hogan, I guess, or Hulk the Green Guy. I actually uh, wrote some fan fiction. Wrote some fan fiction called Harry Hulk Smash, but it was a uh, Harry and from yep. the Harry and the Hendersons and uh, the Hulk get together. Harry Anderson. <laughs> they smash in more way than one. Oh dear. Can't unhear that. Thank you, June. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I, I can give it to you guys if you like. It's, it's pretty good. I dare say it's shockingly erotic. Yeah. I mean, you got the shocking part of it right, but. Well, I guess I'm going to have to reserve judgment until I'm, you know, until I get to read it. Yeah. So send that off to me. I'll send it to you. So then um, Andy has to get Coop to help out at the bookhouse with Harry because he's gone ape shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oof. S- swinging a gun around like uh, an idiot. Yeah, speaking of uh, Hulk smash, so uh, liquor and gunplay, huh? Well, all right there, Truman. Mm-hmm. Liquor and gunplay? I thought that was Bobby and Shelley's deal. Ah, yeah. Apparently it's uh, that's a, a long-standing Twin Peaks uh, tradition. I thought they did it with gunplay. <laughs> Well, yeah, liquor and gunplay. Oh, oh my God. goodness! <laughs> Very good. This is a this is a family podcast, <laughs> and we're trying to make little families out there, folks. So, turn on our pod and get the baby making. <laughs> if anyone's horny after our pod, I don't want to <laughs> meet them. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> But yeah, so how does that scene turn? Uh, well, I mean, it gets a little tense, and uh, unfortunately, Truman blames himself for the whole thing. And he, uh, he never got to China. She came to me and made everything better, and that's really sad. I gotta tell you, it reminds me of uh, a pet I used to have, and it's like, oh, that you know, that that pet found me, and it was really nice. And uh, yeah, I felt that. I felt that, Truman. Like it's like you know, I wasn't looking for that sort of thing. It's just like yeah. If you were here, I'd give you a big Cooper. Bro oh my god, they bro hugged the hell out of it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they were. Yeah, and then Hawk and him tuck Aww. him into bed. Yeah. Read him a little story. It's very sweet. And what, what does Harry say then in his sleep? It's, he said something in his sleep. And they go, huh? Oh. I think he said. Oh, I didn't know. I think he says, keep going. <laughs> keep going? Oh, dear. I think I should have written it down. I think that that wraps up. Uh, I know. Heartbreak like uh, Harry. Hawk said that. Uh, Depressed Harry was like uh, going to your favorite swimming hole and just seeing a big empty yeah, hole. That's, uh, <laughs> right. Somebody stole a lake is the Hawk's takeaway. It's like, you know what this reminds me of? That time the Joker stole the lake. <laughs> okay, Hawk. <laughs> like, oh, I took that totally different. I, I took it as he was saying, uh, when I look at Harry, I just see a big hole. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, come on. In the sense that Harry's a so many horny moments t- in this episode. Oh God, I, guys! It was know, a tender. It was right. a tender moment, and look what you're doing to it. Yeah, really, a beautiful moment. Just gonna All ruin right. it. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna blame the beer. Annie and Coop is the next thing on the docket. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. And uh, that's fun. So yeah, we meet uh, Annie, uh, who's Norma's sister, and she was uh, chilling in a convent. Up until uh, that day. Or chilling or nunning it up, whatever. Nunning it up. I, th- I think that is Probably the technical yes. <laughs> term. That's a technical term. The Pope, he's like, Praying. yeah, you go and nun it up. 
I think it's I think it's uh, cute that they're bonding over hating uh, their mother. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it seems like it oh, wasn't yeah. a great time. Uh, right. Yeah, he, she says, uh, oh, like, uh, I've told... Shelly says hi to her, and she's like, oh, Norm has told me a lot about you. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. Shelly's like family, and she's like, in our family, that's not yeah, a compliment. Mm -hmm. You're a right wit. <laughs> she's, you know, getting out there. Working on her stand-up game. You know. <laughs> well, I, I'll agree with you. Uh, she's definitely getting out there. She's kind of like re-immersing herself into uh, society again. She she, she kind of mentions like oddly like it's like oh I have to learn how to use money again and like um, you know just right. like really mundane stuff. But yeah. she's been out of uh, sync with stuff for so long that it kind of you know. I think nuns have money. I don't not I, sure if that's yeah, really accurate. She said the, the closest <laughs> thing she had. She said the closest thing she had to spending money was uh, bingo chips. <laughs> but yeah, so they uh, they have their little moment, and uh, and then later on, uh, Coop sees her at the diner and is imme immediately taken back by her. That's right. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Smitten, uh, Smitten Cooper is fun. He's uh, he turns well, into a big goof. Coop is met with her. Yeah, she seems kind of you know. Like, okay, customer who might be staring at me too long, you know, and she's polite about it. Yeah, and he's so, he's, uh, Cooper's so smitten and distracted that, uh, um, <laughs> I mean, he, he just doesn't notice his arch nemesis across the counter from him, dressed right. like a biker, fairly unconvincingly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, wind him again. But now he's a biker, okay. It's one of these. He wasn't looking over there. He was locked on Annie. Oh, for certain, for certain. Yeah, his guard is down, and uh, I'm sure that you know, I'm sure that plays out well. Hmm. But Coop also takes notice of a scar on her wrist, and um... yeah, he's, he's uh, as perceptive as ever, but he's probably focusing on the wrong thing. I'd say right at this exact moment. Right. But, I mean, hey, maybe not. Maybe not. It's one of those weird things uh, a lot of the uh, people will talk about how unconvincing his 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 disguises seem to be, but I'm, I'm always sort of like, you know, this is like you're supposed to be, like, going with it. Like, Oh, yeah, for he sure. He actually is. He's right, a that, master of disguise. Yeah. So we're just supposed to, like, understand yeah. that. I mean, Wyndham Earl's a master of disguise, but he's no Catherine. And, uh, you that's know, right. I feel, <laughs> well, who is? I right? mean, few who people, is? few people. Um, <laughs> well, I think for the Catherine thing, they were trying to like not they were, let you know that they were it was Catherine. They were legitimately trying to, to fool the okay. So here's the, the audience, here's the right? Whereas this, they want they want the audience yeah, to know that, that it him, is Wyndham, so they can't make him not look like Wyndham because they yeah, want exactly. you to know it's, it's Wyndham. He's, he's there and about. And it's the other characters, not the viewer, that um, don't realize it, and that's fine. So yeah, um, Cooper notices the scar uh, on Annie's uh, wrist there, and is, is that mm -hmm. why she, maybe she was in the convent to kind of maybe recuperate um, physically and mentally, uh, kind of take a break from some, I don't know, trauma or some yeah, serious stuff? Yeah, whatever, yeah. Hey, I could use a break, you know. I, you know. So Annie uh, serves Cooper some coffee, and um, she's like, "Well, I made it pretty strong." And it's just like, and he's like, "Hold up!" And he tries it, and the coffee quote is just right. And Cooper is just like, he's like, "This is great." And that's, I feel that at that moment, uh, like when uh, young uh, Hellboy eats the pancake, it's like he is lost. It's like, nope, that is the uh, that is the clinching moment for him. It's like, nope, that's perfect, and. Some of the old Coop 
bubbles up just a little bit, and he senses something is amiss, but it's too late because uh, Biker Wyndham um, had split the scene, man. And he even take his damn hamburger, <laughs> which I find just absolutely egregious, the amount of food that they waste in this diner. But, I mean, that's just me. And then uh, and then Hawk out of nowhere leans in. We got a problem at the bookhouse. We're talking Audrey and uh, J- James Jonah uh, Jameson. Oh, wait. No, no, no. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> John Jacob Jingle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just have it uh, J to the third, which <laughs> I, I realize isn't. It's John Jack Justice Wheeler. John yes. Jack Justice Wheeler. So J to the three W. I gotta. Yeah. Oh God, I gotta write that down now. Hold on. <laughs> but uh, uh, at the Great Northern, Audrey and he make a uh, make a date. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of nice. Now uh, for a picnic. Yeah, God. For a picnic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> somewhere, but yeah, picnic. That's uh. Well, the last picnic that we heard of ended pretty well. I don't know, wait. Well, maybe not. But, um... <laughs> oh, that's fine. It's like, hey, we're both apologizing. And they apologize profusely to each other. And it's like, you know what? Picnic. So just everybody at home, remember that. Is ever Anytime you're apologizing awkwardly to someone who's apologizing back at you, you know, float a picnic and see what, you know, see how that works out for you. I bet it works out well. That was a, that was a cool uh, line delivery he gave, uh... We're all real sorry about something. Yeah, uh, yeah. You want to go get? You want to go somewhere? Yeah, no, dude. That guy's uh, that guy's fucking smooth as hell. Like dude, that's game. Yeah. yeah. It's like you know what? Yeah, I don't I... even know what's going on. How about we date? And she's like, okay. Like, I don't know. Billy oh, Jane she, is dreamy. She, she knows. Oh, she knows. Oh my god. Yeah, she's got it bad. They both got it bad. They like each other. You could tell already. <laughs> and then that leads us to June's favorite song. Of this series, oh, yeah, it, it's pretty great. Uh, he like, is it? All right, yeah, so Gene Autry <laughs> shows up and he's like, <laughs> his ghost shows sick. up to yell. <laughs> yep, serenading Audrey in what we can only describe as a pale comparison to the show's true crooner, James. Oh God, <laughs> don't make me have to choose between one car wreck and the other. This scene is <laughs> this scene is something else. And uh, I, I sometimes I, th- I misremember the scene, and I think that they that they kissed here, but but they don't. No, no, he just offers the lasso her, and she shoves an apple in his mouth. Yeah, That's well, right. a, well, a couple of things there. It's like okay, so his his the guy's so smooth that it's just like you know what? Why don't I just sing you a cowboy carol? What the hell do they call it? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, serenade. Uh, it's a Western Carol. Yeah, serenade her with a with like an old like. Oh, it's like okay, like okay, but it works. It works. It's like oh, okay. And uh, when you look like Billy Zane, it doesn't matter if you can sing. You just gotta show interest and shit. Okay, bam. I don't look like Billy Zane, and I don't sing. So I got, it's like really two strikes. I'm like walking around with two strikes. Huh. I gotta I gotta <laughs> look like into after, one or both of those. After he like you know busts out his you know his big move there the the cowboy song he uh and he's like hey you don't have a boyfriend do you she's like no yeah i'm single <laughs> and i'm ready to mingle yep 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 <laughs> nobody there was somebody but yeah uh, screw that guy i don't remember who he was at this point sing to me <laughs> cowboy <Yeah. boo. laughs> uh she says something to the effect of i don't think anyone really knows me and uh uh jay to the third's like oh sounds like a warning 
It turns out he doesn't have any cowboy tricks other than singing and maybe lassoing. And something about weasels. And then Audrey feeds him an apple to maybe shut him up so he doesn't sing anymore. It's like, here, put that in your god. <laughs> but it's like, and I think she's like, you're going to need energy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of the forbidden fruit. So it seems like people are really uh, going for it in this episode. Well, thus far, Cooper, who's just like, you know what? Annie's the new girl for me, and Audrey and Triple J. You know, it's like, hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. man, yeah, who and knows? I mean, I guess we all do, but who knows? Maybe it'll all turn out <laughs> well and everybody will uh, be happy. <laughs> so, uh, it could happen. but then, but then, uh, we, uh, fast forward to, uh, the, uh, the weasel attack, but oh my God. that's what leads them to, to have their, uh, their first kiss. That's where they kiss, and that's, yeah. it's, it's cute. I gotta tell you, I freaking love that. Yeah. The Log Lady and Garland. <laughs> They're a power couple in this episode. They kind they of are. are, which is a fun. It's kind of fun. It kind of came out of nowhere, but we're, they're a fun I mean, pairing. Yeah, he's always wearing a military uniform. She's always carrying around a big log. I mean, oh my god! I they mean, ooze power. How much? How, <laughs> many, how many more signs do you need? You know, just, wait, what? So, they got matching ink. So they're uh, oh, they really kind of. Ooh, interesting. Um, so we're back at the double R at that point then, correct? Right, yep. Well, yeah, he's just sitting there eating, and he yeah, he, uh, some, uh, he says something silly to, to, to uh, Shelly. He says, he says the pie is compelling, and she just gives him a weird look. And <laughs> I mean, what do you, how do you, like, I can't even blame her there. Like, what do you, what do you say to that? It's like, oh, that's, <laughs> okay, super, I don't know what that means. I'm going to go over here and do literally anything else, <laughs> you are a crazy person. And that's fine. He's charming, but not to the log lady. She to the log lady. He is a uh, comrade in Scarship. Yeah, they have. Uh, yeah, they're like uh, they're like weird Scar Bros in the sense that he has a weird scar, and I, evidently we find out so does she. This leads them to to, to uh, bring their discovery to uh, uh, sheriff station, and they talk to Cooper yeah. about. They're scars, and we find out that the log lady has one too. Yep. Yeah, and uh, she, she also got one in the woods. Yeah, when she was seven or something like that, and she had uh, yeah. she disappeared for a whole day, which is, you know, that's concerning. Um, she's out playing in the very, woods. It sounds like sounds similar to Garland's story. Yeah, for for certain, for certain. Although uh, less uh, World War One uh, fighter ace regalia, or maybe well, too, was, was that yeah, was that he, implied? He, he, he also went missing in the woods, you know. I know. It's just that he can't, it's like, we're never going to get a freaking answer for whatever the hell that was. Or maybe he was just trying a new look. And he's, you know, it's like, I've been missing for a day or two. Maybe I'll come back with a bold new look. No, maybe not. <laughs> she, also, she also mentions that uh, uh, she saw, an, or heard an owl and saw a light when her husband disappeared. Yes, Or died. I died, not disappeared, died. Yeah, when he uh, died in the fire. Yeah. So she's, what, she's had that uh, sensation a couple of times, like that experience phenomenon. So Major Major Briggs has the three triangles on his neck, and um, the log lady on her, the back of of her leg, it kind of looks like uh, the Twin Peaks logo, like the two mountains. Right, but with like little divots inside the, yeah. Yeah, like four triangles. 
I mean, that's a triangle is going on here. But all three of them, what is that? Cooper, Log Lady, and uh, Garland Briggs are, yeah, they all remember the flash of light and the call of an owl as she, uh, as she says it. Right. Yeah, weird. So I wonder what that connection is, folks at home. Anybody have any uh, ideas? <laughs> Email us at <laughs> in the I mean, past, got... but the future. So uh, the next uh, arc I have is Josie, and which is very quick. It's just uh, we just learn about uh, the fact that when they weighed the body, it was like sixty-two pounds or something ridiculous. Sixty-five like pounds, I think. Sixty-five yeah, pounds. Yeah, which is yeah. weird because she wasn't like a like you know a big person or anything, but 65 pounds. I mean, that's not a lot, yeah. you know? <laughs> so doesn't make sense, but uh Truman's like, and well, then, that's not possible. It's just like, and then, um, what that or Hawk, Oh, it was a Hawk. Yeah, Hawk. And, it, and Cooper's like, well, maybe it had something to do with the person I saw or the thing I saw. And, yeah. uh, yeah, maybe well, the, the other pounds are in the drawer. Ooh, that's where I keep <laughs> mine. <laughs> Generally keeping my midsection, but <laughs> it all going my ass. I mean, very possible. <laughs> Miss Twin Peaks. Okay. Yeah, it starts at the Great Northern, where Audrey's kind of given like uh, catwalk lessons, and uh, I guess Dick right. is just there to be creepy and oogle the other contestants. Oh, he's I mean, he's oogling, all right. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. I just like. I mean, Dick is a dick. He's not great, and and I feel that's putting it pretty generously. But uh, what's a pinkle? And he's pinkle's back, baby. <laughs> oh, what's a pinkle? Coordinate with pinkle, Dick. Mm-hmm. Those are my notes on that. So there's some. Uh, I don't know. They don't like each other, and you know what? I. Uh, I mean, you know. Ooh. I think it's, it's uh, uh, Dick thinks he's uh, cooler than Pinkle, and Pinkle is oblivious. Yeah, I think they're like a delightful like uh, team. So you think that Pinkle is Dick's new sidekick? Mm, maybe. He, he could do worse. I mean, he could. Pinkle seems like he's got his shit together. Well, I mean, hold on. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Actually, I'm going to walk that back and, uh, yeah. Pinkle has his shit together. I mean, he did, He makes a mean, uh, 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 what's it called when you stuff an animal? Taxidermy. He makes a mean taxidermy. taxidermy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he wants to use a taxidermy weasel, and uh, Dick is not having it. He he wants the real weasels. Spoiler, he gets it. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. He says something long and wordy to uh, Mr. Pinkle, and he's pleased with himself as he walks away. And he says, that's clear, Dick. Yeah. Which another hmm. your name is Dick joke, which is always funny. I'll tell you what, I mean, they've gotten uh, quite a bit of uh, mileage out of that, and I have no problem with that at all. Yeah, a lot of Dick play in this show. Dick play. <laughs> Here we go. It's. I think you just. I think you just named that's, it. That's your porn name, Dick, Dick play. play. All right, so the double R. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So uh, Norma tells Shelley that. Uh, she thinks she should uh, join the Twin Peaks contest. She thinks she has a lot to offer, and so does literally everybody else in the diner. People people like it. Well, Wyndham, I mean, I'm sorry, random biker dude seems to think yeah. that she should enter as well. Yeah, he cr- creepily 
It's an inner thing. Creepily says, uh, you know, oh, yeah, you should join it. Uh, he didn't say it like that. Uh, I mean, he, he may as well. Please, please cut all that out. <laughs> he wasn't dressed as like a, a woman from North Dakota. <laughs> oh, don't shut no. You should join it. Wyndham Earl is a man of mystery, and he can uh, he can assume the form of whatever and uh, affect any accent. I feel so. Yeah, but he he's creepy. Shelly's cool here. She's funny here. Shelly's usually fun. Shelly's one of the most legitimately funny characters in Likeable the show. Likeable characters, yeah. She's like, good. When yeah, she's, she's, yeah, like the funeral episode where she's talking about like using the napkin holder with the funeral. That is one of the best comedy moments in. All of Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, she plays it off pretty well, too. It's just like uh, she interviews herself and with a spoon. And uh, you know what? I buy it. The next thing is um, Eckhart's gift to Catherine. Yep. This uh, we've, we've met Jones before. Yeah, briefly. Well, that's a fair point. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, we, we cut to a Blue Pine Lodge, and Catherine's there studying blueprints. But Jones is Mr. Eckerd's uh, former executive assistant who's there to uh, collect his remains and take them back to Hong Kong. We find out something about Jones. Uh, she just kind of uh, lets herself in. And uh, it's a tense scene between her and Catherine. It's like, oh, yeah, the, the door <laughs> right. unlocked. That it wasn't. I like how uh, Catherine is, is very careful, but she she just can't resist but accept the, uh, the gift. Yeah, well, it's the curiosity is killing her, but yeah. Now, we don't get to see what the hell is in the box, which is annoying. Oh, yeah, and Catherine pulls a gun on uh, Jones, which, again... She thought that Jones was going to pull a gun probably on Probably smart. Her, you know. I mean, for sure. But There's a lot gets, of history uh, between Eckert and her brother and her. Oh, for sure, for sure. And so, yeah, Jones hands over the, uh, uh, the box, and, uh, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm here to, you know, collect uh, Eckert's body and... Uh, Apparently they're gonna be—he's uh, gonna be buried side by side with uh, uh, with Josie there, which I guess is nice. Doesn't seem like I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, they can keep an yeah, eye on probably not all of her, right? Because yeah, well, whatever didn't fit in the drawer, I feel is going nah. back to Hong Kong, and then they're gonna shove it in with—I don't know—that whole thing where it's like, yeah, no, they're gonna be side by side. It feels like I don't know. It's like a punishment, or I don't even know what to uh, how to explain it. Yeah, like. it's like one more thing that you know they owned her, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like I doubt Josie would have liked that. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that is not on her list of uh, last wishes for certain. Jones uh, clubs a bookhouse boy on the head. Yeah, and uh, the one that's guarding Harry, and then she uh, strips down. To her birthday suit and slips into bed with. Uh, well, she's well. Wearing, you know. <laughs> she strips down, I, but still. Maybe she was born in that. Maybe she got it for her birthday. What I said wasn't necessarily wrong. Oh well. No oh, shit. Well, when you put it like that, I mean, I can't argue with logic of that caliber. Exactly. So anyway, as I was saying, she slips into bed with an unconscious Harry, and uh, it's it's not great. <laughs> in the chess game, so he's uh, he's hard at work trying to find the uh, a stalemate. Yep, a way to not have people murdered. No stress. Any kind of stalemate, there, yeah. you still lose some pieces. Yep. He, uh, he, he thinks he can right. narrow it down a little bit, but he can't completely eliminate yeah. loss. Which is a shame because each one of those pieces is a human life, potentially. Um, also, hey, uh, or, uh, 
Pete and uh, Cooper, are they just kind of crawling around under the tables, like making little forts and stuff? Is that what's happening there? Is that... <laughs> I mean, Pete, for he's, sure. He's is. playing chess on every open surface in the police station, basically. Yeah, well, just except for the say, ones you know that... Legs are dumb. Yeah, except for the ones that Andy and Lucy are playing on. He's also he's also teaching uh, Andy about the little hook yep. thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not very well, apparently, because he doesn't remember. Not at all. Uh, my note was, not content with the current stress, Pete is also teaching Lucy and Andy to play chess. It's going okay-ish. Oh. No, but for uh, real, you were, it's You were like, rhyming like a fool there, and then you threw in that I, last bit. I mean, the like a fool, the like <laughs> a fool part is pretty apt, but in any event, like... Okay, so it's a life-or-death chess game with a lunatic. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to teach two goofballs how to play a complicated game of strategy and uh, thinking ten moves ahead. Well, I mean, a, some, seems like they may, I'm sure they're providing a different view of the board than, I mean, than he has, you know, so uh, yeah, maybe the way to you know trick an fair. expert is uh, a complete novice. I mean, that's fair. It's. Uh, I would bet that he would not see Andy's move coming. <laughs> What the fact that he moves it the wrong way? I mean, exactly, I huh? huh? No, the Maybe little if... hook is optional. What, Andy? Yeah, come on. if come you on. don't play by the rules, maybe you can actually play without killing a piece. <laughs> Teen Nadine. So we see, we first see her at uh, the Hurleys, <clears throat> and uh, Ed is awkwardly trying to figure out how to break up with her. Yep, she seems pretty okay with it. So anyways, uh, yeah, uh, Big Ed at the gas room, he tries to come clean with Nadine, and uh, who is still not well. Um, and it seems to be going okay. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, you're going to break up. That's, you know, this shit happens. You know, we're kids. But then Jabo- Jacoby's like, uh, actually uses the word divorce. And... Yeah, you know what? He really does try, like, it's like, hey, let's go over here three inches well, away. It's like, let's talk about this over here. It's just like, she's right there. Okay, fine, Jacoby. Well, no, I, I think he was, I think he was telling for her benefit so that, you know, she would understand what was going on, you know. That's very possible. And then, uh, and then she realized she couldn't see out of her left eye for some yeah. reason. Yeah, he says divorce and, uh, yeah, I guess reality cre- starts to creep back in. Oof, that's messed up. It's like that, uh, like a trigger word there. And then yeah. the whole thing is like, no incidents with Mike. No jealous rages. Well, maybe just one. Hee hee. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean. Please fight over me. No, I'm not doing that. I'm I'm a middle-aged gas station attendant. Um, wouldn't be the first time he fought <laughs> teenagers and or Mike. Yeah, and he, wow, he got shellacked. He was drugged. Uh-huh. So then uh, next time we see uh, Nadine, she's with Mike at the Great Northern, and they are going uh, uh, deep sea fishing. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, what the hell? So Mike, Mike and Nadine are checking into the honeymoon suite under fake names and deep sea yeah, fishing, Yeah, the, Hink- eh? the Hinkmans. Yep. yep. The Hinkmans no from Bozeman. Yeah. Very convincing, very convincing. I have no or further the, questions. The Kinkmans, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then... Uh, they they see some Mike sees some friends from school. Yeah, well Susan and, uh, is there, and holy crap, so are the nineties. Holy moly, it's the nineties. <laughs> holy hell! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, but Nadine like puts up with it for like a second, and then she yeah. like straight up Hulk smashes the uh, yeah. bell hop spell because she wants to get upstairs for some promised deep sea fishing. 
Yep, get the <laughs> get the tackle and the reel. I don't know what that means in this context, but in any event, yeah, the 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 poor counterbell feels Nadine's wrath, which uh, ugh. Mm-hmm. Mike's uh, playing a dangerous game. I feel because I bet his penis is less uh, resilient than a piece of metal that is a bell. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. But <laughs> no, for real, it's just like it's like I mean. <laughs> I mean, he's wrestled her. Mad. Like he he knows her wrath, and and he's he's still walking. So that's part of the thrill, I guess, huh? Maybe he Yikes. too has some sort of superhuman strength. <laughs> like, yeah, he's uh, super invulnerable. So yeah, he's he got like a you know, turns his Wolverine dick or something. The Wolverine dick. Let <laughs> write that down. It's a weight card. <laughs> Donna's in her Nancy Drew mode, as she goes into often. Although she's not wearing her sunglasses for this. I feel like this is a sunglass moment. You think? But she's uh, sp- spying on her mom. As you do. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Ben Horn comes to the door. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's weird. And it gets, uh, it gets a little, like, hand-holdy and, uh, and like, like close-talk secret. And Donna is myth. Yeah, well, like, for sure. It definitely seems like they got a secret. Yeah, there's something and going on there. Donna, but we don't get to know. Whenever I hear see people uh whispering in, in people's ears, I always think of the uh Cooper's dream. Laura whispering into his ear. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I guess it's a callback to that. I could see that. Sure. Secrets. That's one of the themes. Assumed assumed secrets. And the next thing I have is the little pine weasel. I feel like this scene is like a perfect example of Twin Peaks for me because like uh, we had like the John Jack Justice Jingleheimer scene where I was like, oh, should I keep watching this show? Should I never look at anything ever again? And then uh, then this scene happens and I'm like, oh, F yes, this scene is amazing. Oh my gosh, I love this scene so much. Uh, Dick and uh, Mr. Pinkle here are fantastic. Oh yeah, I mean everybody's everybody's. This whole scene is scene, fantastic. This scene is like bananas. The, the, the yeah, whole so Ben thing Ben is watch. Ben's kicking off the uh, Twin Peaks fashion show. Great idea, and. Uh, <laughs> He mentions that the models are all like local members of the community who are concerned about, you know, the cause, which is uh, very nice. It's nice. You got to wonder, though. It's like he gets deep. It's like, you know, are these weasels going to make it? Are we going to make it? Like, and I can't tell at this point, like, is he serious? Uh, Like, is he? Does he really feel like the fashion show starts and then all of the seriousness goes away? It is flushed uh, out through the airlock with such force that I had to stop and rewind to watch it again. Yes. (laughs) It is uh, just a barrage of plaid just flying at your old peepholes and uh, you can't fight it. Just plaid everywhere. I'm just going to read my notes here. Lucy is there. She brought the (laughs) plaid. Andy is repping the plaid as well. What the hell is going on? So much plaid. Yes, our little Lucy, as Dick calls her. Yeah, it's a lot of plaid, folks. Like and like different types of plaid. Which, I'm I'm a naked robot, but even I know that you shouldn't wear two types of plaid. Aha! What what episode? Well, but it's time chasers. But nobody I'm says. Sorry. 
But yes, watch time. But nobody says you shouldn't wear six types of plaid. I'll tell you what, you just barrage the plaid to the point that you can't tell what's plaid and what isn't anymore. And I guess that overrides the robot rule. Yeah, and then they mix in polka dots too, which is... Yeah, I find that to be weird. An exciting choice. Like to, to draw then, the uh, eye away from the plaid, I guess. What? Andy's got his jompers. That's, oh my god, <laughs> that's fun. Lucy goes around and spins around, and gets a little dizzy. Andy comes out dizzy from the gate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I feel that that much plaid. Like he probably tried to. He probably stared too closely to it and just made himself dizzy. I don't freaking <laughs> like. Honestly, I don't even know at this point. Like this whole scene, folks. I can't like stress enough how weird this scene is. Also, Andy, in this scene, when he uh, walks up and his face is close up to the TV, he looks like a Namor. Oh. I think it's his... The, sub, I, the Submariner. I think it's his eyebrows. <laughs> like, I think they, yeah. like, like the makeup team it, for the fashion show. It's the lighting. Like, it's the lighting as well. Yeah, like, uh, I, I felt like they, like, did his eyebrows up, like, waxed him up or something and made him look, I dare say, demented. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, can we, can we? Is it safe to assume that uh, that maybe Dick waxes his eyebrows for him, make him more aerodynamic for the runway? I don't know. Uh, like, uh, God. I don't know anymore. Anyways, enough of that plaid. Hey, it's Tim Pinkle, everybody. He has a weasel that looks like a ferret, but I guess weasels and ferrets look alike. Maybe I'm. Um, it looks a, it looks like a lot like a ferret that particular one. But in any event, Pinkle's like, oh, he wants a kiss. And Dick's like, well, that's, you know, that's that cumbers my bun, sir. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's delightful, though, because Pinkle's also like, uh, oh, yeah, they're they're curious and they're lovable and they they're attracted to cheap cologne. Yeah, yeah. It's a little Pinkle disc. <laughs> pinkle burn. Dick goes in to, to give him a smooch. And uh, it, and hilarity ensues. Like one season ago, there was a, a malignant force that made a man kill himself by dashing his skull against a metal door. And now that was actually are. this season. That wasn't one season ago. That was well. This okay, season. it feels like I don't know where we're at anymore because we're back in time. We're lost in time. Um, we became unstuck in time. Uh, but. We went full three stooges here, and it just the, all hell breaks <laughs> loose. And it's like, like like when the three stooges are at the party, and they're the plumbers, and it's just like, oh, you know, we're just going to plumb. You're not, you know, we'll, we'll be over here. And then it's just like, oh, we're having a high society ball. And it's like, then suddenly all hell breaks loose. It's like, it was, it really reminded me of that. Tremaine, like, puts his hand up to his face, like, first to, like, cover the fact that he's about to, like, lift up a fake weasel to his face. Oh, my God. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. And it's, it's uh, safe, safe uh, this, the scene is delightful. And then, of course, the weasel, weasel bites they have him. They the weasel cam. Yeah, the weasel bites him. And then weasel cam. There's just uh, a weasel running yeah, all yeah. over the place. Weasels rip People my are flesh. screaming. Whiz. Yeah, John Jacob Jingleheimer takes this opportunity of uh, terror to uh, make out with... Uh, I'll tell you what. Audrey. The guy's smooth. Right place, right time, and smooch. I think that mm-hmm. there's like a rule that if there's ever like scream queens just standing around you trying to like break glasses with their voice, that means smooch. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't know. Nobody's ever... Chucked a Cheryl Fenn at me before. I, I wouldn't know what to do. And that just leaves us with good guy Ben. What's Ben up to this episode? 
talking to Donna's mom, right? Yeah, he shows up there. Right? Yep. I mean, we, we're not privy to why that is, but is it maybe he's there to make amends? Or maybe he's selling cookies. Who knows? I mean, he might be selling cookies. The guy's fond of the cookies and milk. Yeah. That's a lot of Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, so it's all in, it's all in the uh, Stop Ghostwood campaign scene. Yeah. He's uh, His speech it seems very sincere, right? It seems, yeah, but yeah. we've seen Ben be sincere to people before. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time with this. Like, you keep on you throwing out good guy Ben or whatever. And it's like... Well, just saying that this... Well, this is well, well. Well, no, this is the first episode I've been doing that. Well, yeah, but no, no, but you you said that <laughs> multiple times just this recording while we've been sitting here, right? But and you keep on, just, you keep on saying that. And it's like I'm not buying it. Like the guy's a scumbag. That you know, he's I think you're forgetting about his time scumbag. fighting the Civil I, War because uh, you know that turned him into a good guy. Hey, here's the thing. That's not a great look. <laughs> that that whole. Th- Ooh, boy. It's that oh man that yeah the that's a scene so that what I'm saying could, is just could probably lift out if if push came to shove yeah yeah I just mean I'm just saying uh, this is the Ben's pursuit of being good or pretending to be good yeah I'm just calling good guy Ben no, yeah, yeah that's fine that's fine but I I don't know like I don't I don't trust him you guys I'm sure know otherwise but I don't necessarily trust this guy he uh, he seems like a jerk. I can't remember if you uh, guys are good guys, let alone whether he's a good guy or not. So I'm on the same page you are, buddy. I died uh, working with the same amount of material. He seems like a good guy, but who knows? I mean, he might be trying to turn over a new leaf, but... The next scene, we see him eating what? Milk and cookies. Uh, I know. Come on. I know. (laughs) That's weird. Maybe he was selling cookies door to door. He then tries to convince Catherine to donate to his campaign that is actively trying to keep her from uh, doing what she wants yes, to do. Yes, which seems <laughs> self-serving. That's old Ben. This whole Ben's turning uh, over a new leaf thing is like... Oh, or... I mean, not that Catherine would fall for it's it. It's for his charity. Like, that would still work as a good guy move. The show's complicated. Also, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought that scene was excellent. I thought that... Uh, that was yeah, a good exchange. Him asking great. Catherine for, sure. for money to stop Catherine was uh, like brilliant. Well, uh, my notes for this scene are: Catherine is not buying it. Neither am I. Check the right. jerk face Ben. And he gives her a, 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 a kiss or something right, right after this little. She laughs, and then he yeah. gives her a hug or a kiss or something. They have history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he wanted Big to history. pop her, her, you know, espadrilles off and just go to town. Go to town on those piggies. Mm. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Wyndham. That guy. He has issues. Just going to throw it up. So he's he's doing a lot of uh, of uh, disguise work this episode. He's got a lot yep. going on. Is he having... Like is is the countryside, uh, the uh, pastoral and uh, fields and uh, deep forests, lovely peaks of Twin Peaks. Uh, is is that against? Like, is he having an allergy issue? Like I am today. If anybody's heard me sneeze and snot the whole time, but well, I mean, if he is, he's handling it in maybe not the best way. Like I know if you have noticed. like a, some sort of flower allergy, maybe don't shove a flower all the way up inside of your nose. Yeah, for sure. And then yeah. just hu- well, huff is that it like, like a immersion therapy? Uh, maybe. 
But I mean, it, no, no, the guy's speaking nuts. of like uh, therapies, like uh, Leo's therapy is working because he's a, a, a good boy. He's bringing his uh, Wyndham his slippers. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, his pipe. <laughs> you ever you get that feeling that like uh, Leo, while subservient, like he could snap at any moment. I don't know. He seems like a time bomb. He seems like a trained puppy. The, For the sure, but days, so. I don't know. I don't trust Leo either. There, I said it. Ho ho. You don't um, trust anybody. I mean, that's for sure. None of you jerks. Anyways, uh, Wyndham's like, oh, country living is a tonic. And then Leo plays Butler in Remains of the Day. Haha, <laughs> Mr. Sensor. Anyways. But he hates, but he hates cheating. I mean. Yeah, well, he, okay, so like any good psychopath, uh, <laughs> Wyndham Earl is, uh, Obsessed with the rules of his own, um, you know, of his own. Uh, uh, yeah, the rules of the game that he made up. Exactly. That he knows all the rules it, too. It's Calvin Ball. You know, it's just like it's like, oh, I don't like people that don't play the, by the rules of Calvin Ball. It's like, uh, okay, buddy. Cuckoo bong, cuckoo bong. So Leo uh, delivers Wyndham the paper with, uh, and it just happens to have Cooper's uh, Cooper's quote next move in it. This isn't a move; it's a trick, and. uh yeah, he's he sees through the uh, effort to stall him, and he doesn't appreciate it. And Leo gets the brunt of his anger, as he usually does. We see Wyndham at the Haywards in a clever disguise as a yes. uh, quaint old man, yeah, Doctor Gerald a, Craig. Ooh, Jenny Craig, ooh, a, a old friend of uh, Donna's father there, and it's like, oh, okay, come on in, person I don't know, and hey, he's affable and he's polite, you know. Yeah, she uh-huh. offers him a beverage like any good host. Yeah, for sure. He's like, oh, no, thank you. I don't need your liquids. But here, have a mention of your missing sisters who we haven't heard from for freaking <laughs> 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 Like, oh, which, which daughter are you? you know, In fairness, you, a, a creepy mention because he's like, uh, oh, are they as beautiful as you are? Yeah. Little uh, girl whose house I'm in alone with. Don't like it. I think... Uh, Laura Flynn Boyle here is very good. Like, she really pulls off, uh, you know, awkward teenager here. Awkward teenager who just wants to be, yeah, just wants to be pleasant and polite. And, uh, you know, unbeknownst to her, there's that stone cold killer apparently has never, yeah, never gotten a stranger danger lesson. Yeah. Right. Well, at that point, you know what? Actually, you know what? Bullshit. At this point, we're two weeks into the freaking wide awake nightmare that is the Twin Peaks series at this point. And she should really... Like, how is she not carrying, like, Mace into club? I know. I mean, she's, she, she's like, dates James, so we know she's usually making good choices. But for some reason, in this scene, she lets lets this guy in her house, which is totally uncharacteristically, like, a bad move. Like, when she goes to solve crimes by herself or, like, like uh, oh, wait, no, she only makes bad choices. That's right. Yes, continuously and, like, ambitiously. Right, he gives a gift. Gives her a, a gift for Doctor Hayward and a number. Yes. Yep. Yeah, like a contact is like, oh, this is where I'll be staying. It's like, oh, how nice. Which I thought was his slickest move of the episode. Yo, well, we'll get to that, but I agree, right. June. Well, we'll get there right now because oh shit, that was quick. <laughs> next time we see uh, Donna, uh, her parents are home, and uh, she tells them about this friend. Yeah. That. Uh, and I forget his name, but she Dr. tells Gerald his name. Craig. We've said it ten yeah, times Dr. now. Gerald Craig. Right. And, Listen uh, to us. He <laughs> says that's impossible. He died. 
It's like a ghost story, but yeah, yeah. It's like he was yeah. my roommate. Yeah, he but... drowned, like right in front of him, I guess. And it's like, I tried to save him, but it's like, yeah, that couldn't have been him. So it's like, uh-oh, red flag. So the but... phone number was, the phone number was to the morgue, uh, right? Cemetery. It was to a cemetery. Ooh, cemetery. spooky. Yeah, that, I thought that was some pretty baller shit. No, for sure. It's just like, yeah, how goth is that? In fact, I might do that from now on. It's like, oh, like at work, it's like, hey, yeah, you can have my callback number. You can call Burger King. <laughs> am I right? And I mean, in fairness, it <laughs> might have been a real number. Because if you were like, hey, Wyndham lives at a cemetery, I would be like, hmm, seems, Checks seems out. on point. Yeah, for sure. And the, the present is a... Uh, is a chess piece yeah, with, a the, with, the move, with the move attached. Yep. K-N. So knight to K-B-3. Knight's bishop three. And then, and then like, Doc Hayward does, like any good parent, uh, say, hey, uh, that guy's a psychopath. Don't let psychopaths in our house. Yes. Well, hold on, hold on, because it's not... J- and it's, uh, that's like, yes, that's absolutely true. But he's also like, this man is very dangerous. Gotta go. Bye. And he just fucks right off. So, aces, anyone? Sure, sure. There were some aces in this episode. Quite a few, yeah. Let's say Heather Graham. I'm happy to see yeah. her join the show. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Graham oh, fan. Oh, for certain? For certain? Uh, I thought that uh, Ben asking Catherine for money to fight Catherine was cheeky. straight up awesome. Cheeky, cheeky. <laughs> it's going to shock you. I thought that uh, the weasel on weasel violent scene was pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm freaking Dick and Squiggy in that scene were wonderful. Or, sorry, the, uh, Dick and Pingle. Pingle Dick. The, the screaming. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah, that's also the name of my memoir, Dick and Pingle. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, yes. I thought the Boston's fashion show was pretty amazing. <laughs> and uh, I think a uh, guy said it best, uh, fucking weasel cam. God damn it, that weasel cam was awesome. Well, uh, similarly, uh, uh, yeah, the, the weasel antics at the end, fantastic. All the plaid, so much plaid. That's got to get a mention. The apple that uh, uh, Audrey feeds Triple J. Is it to shut him up? Maybe. Forbidden fruit. Um, <laughs> of course, Heather Graham, as uh, June mentioned. I, I, you know, I'll agree with that for sure. Dick and Pinkle show, 100%. Ridiculous. Love it. Um, <laughs> lots of unopened boxes, you know. Well, okay, we found what the one is, but that other box, I mean, I'm I'm made of questions. Um, Susan in the 90s that she summoned, that was something. Remember at the Great Northern? Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, it's just yes, like yes. the 90s weren't as 90s as the 90s that Susan brings. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's like, holy shit, like, I had to look away. I mean, Wyndham Earl's always good, and, uh, and then Doc Hayward fucking off and leaving his family to the devices of a lunatic. I have a bunch of lines. Oh, we, do, we should do that. We should have done them beforehand. It would have made this episode way better. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Tremaine? It's, it's a pretty simple town, where it used to be. I guess the world just caught up with uh, with us. That's sad. Yeah, I agree. That's, yeah. It's just like it's just like kind of like he's resigned himself. It's like you know what I used to I used to know what was going on. I used to understand this place where I live and, and flourished. Yeah. And then this woman came out of nowhere who found him, and then just from here it's just ruined. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's like the end of an age. Like the innocence is done. Like yeah, I feel bad for Truman in this episode. I mean, obviously, but yeah, yeah that line I, doesn't. That, <laughs> I think it's hilarious that he is like, oh, the world's finally caught up to us, and then they do a 
like Roy Rogers' cowboy song. Ah. Right <laughs> <laughs> on. the world good. hasn't quite hasn't quite caught up. Next uh, is a Wyndham Earl line. Your silence speaks volumes, or if not volumes, at least the occasional punctuated paragraph. <laughs> Wyndham Earl enjoys making Leo feel dumb. And not that it's, I don't even, you know what? And I, yeah, I get it. Like, he's like, oh, he's a genius mastermind. But like, making Leo feel dumb doesn't necessarily feel like it's like, it's like, oh, wow. It's a little hanging fruit. Yeah, exactly. It's like, got him. You know, it's like, yo, he's, a, <laughs> okay, it's Leo. All right, fine. But Leo made his own bed. Like, oh, no, no, no. I don't feel bad for Leo. I'm just saying, it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to harangue someone and just like, like, uh, lord your um, intellect over someone, maybe Leo Johnson isn't your, you know what I mean? Like. Maybe you know that's somebody gonna... with active brain damage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for, for <laughs> certain. Yeah, for, d- dead on. It's like I'm gonna go make Andy feel bad. It's like, why would you do that? <laughs> why, 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 why? He's got enough on his plate. Leave Andy be. And uh, was said before, but what's a pinkle? Oh yeah, that Ooh, I like the line. Pinkle. Kills me, Catherine. Line, a country habit. We're also trusting this Nadine line. No jealous rages. Well, maybe just one. Imagine uh, Amick's uh, speech, uh, a.k.a. Shelley, the speech she gave uh, to Norma, the fake speech. Uh, I think everyone should hold hands. I didn't write the speech down. I'm just saying that speech was, her, her performance oh, yeah. was so great. You can't yeah. make a fist with when you're holding hands. That's nice, That's right. though. That's nice. <laughs> that is true. You can make a club, a two-handed club. <laughs> oh. And, uh, of course, the screaming weasel lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she the, was great. Chris. The Scream Queens were great in that. Okay, guys. Uh-oh. One more... Um, segment? Segment. Thank you. You're welcome. Is one it? more segment. Yeah, which is that? Like, we don't know. Guys, what's that horniest moment? Looks like a hog. Looks like a hog to me. Yeah, he'll insert it. I mean, it seems like the, the opening... <laughs> That's what she said. Horniest moment. Oh, my. Like <laughs> the opening montage might be? Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the jazzy hog flashback. That was pretty... For sure, for sure. But also uh, um, Audrey and uh, Triple J. They've, uh, they, they are I-effing them, uh, each other pretty hard in this episode. Hmm. I mean, there's there's smooch. That was pretty good, you know. Yeah, there's a all lot the distractions, of like, they could still the smooch. smooch. The smooch sealed the deal, but um, uh, uh, that's the only scene I'm acknowledging. Longing, Everything else was Jesus. not sexy. What about the uh, uh, Coop and uh, Annie? That's more getting goofy, little, uh, like morning. like puppy dog, like oh yuck, oh I like you. They're, like they're both so wholesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, at this point it's pretty wholesome. Yeah. Now where it goes from here, I mean, they could be, you know, like like I mean, as far as go off the rails from here, but as far as unwholesome goes, uh, I mean, Jones stripping and slipping into bed with unconscious Harry. Yeah. It's it's the horniest moment, not the 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 most inappropriate <laughs> moment. I mean, she, <laughs> she was pretty horny, I guess. I mean, well, maybe she was just tired. She wanted a nap. <laughs> but I mean, I think we we all know what the horniest moment is, right? Deep sea fishing. Deep yeah, okay. sea fishing. <laughs> all right, you guys. And not S-E-A, just a big capital C. Wow. Oh, jeez. Holy moly, <laughs> June. I mean, you're not wrong. 
but boy, that is one of the mo- like the <laughs> least like uh, veneered innuendos I think in the entire season. But at the same time, like not since the curtains in the in the freaking the at uh, uh, One Eyed Jack says there been it's like whoa okay okay we okay it's just please stop trying to explain it to me I get it but yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know if the flippers were necessary, but I'm glad. I'm sure glad he brought the snorkel. Oh god! Oh my god! Well, I'm sure he's glad too. I mean, I think I think Nadine in that scene was horny Hulk smash. <laughs> she, she, she was. She smashed that. She wanted some yeah, vitamin. She wanted M, to get upstairs. She wanted it immediately. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, guys, we did it again. Times. <laughs> Third time. <laughs> Hopefully, Third it's time's the a charm, charm. right? <laughs> oh God! What is there some wood I can knock on? That's uh, probably. I got I think this table's wood. I don't know. This paneling's wood. There we go. Yeah. But yeah. Um, That's very nice. So. Uh, well, thanks for your patience, people at home. I'm assuming we haven't. Uh, uh, and by we, I mean you, God Duman. Have we haven't posted? You haven't posted an episode since this one fell apart initially. No. Right. Well, yeah. Well, the the next one I'll be p- posting is. Season uh, episode thirteen. This is seventeen. Oh shit! Oh we'll, wow! We'll get... Okay, okay, okay. Wow. So, so we have some back back. No, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. But I'll that, tell you what. Yeah. As soon as you're ready news. to do that, let me know and I'll tweet about it because tweet it. Yeah. Good yeah, news gonna... for people at home. That means we got a lot done. So uh, yes, as far as you're aware, we're Ooh, in no on. danger of cancellation anytime soon. Right. You right at on. least get to suffer through season two with us. Um. Yeah, sure. Anyway, <laughs> guys, there's there's only one thing left to do now. What's that? Seven or eight hours of editing? Well, there's that. that I mean, and invest wisely into like a Roth IRA? That also, and also, what else? Oh, get plenty uh, of vitamins. Take your vitamins. And. Good night, Mr. Monkey Wrench! Hello, fans. We want to hear from you. Please send us a tweet at capital G, capital D, O O D M E N. Send us an email at happyhourinfrance at gmail.com. And if you like the music, go to guidedudeman at bandcamp.com. Or is it? I mean, probably not. You're very lazy. (laughs) Oh, hold on. (laughs) You said that a little too... uh... Yeah, really. (laughs) I'm not getting involved. Oh, I meant... Probably not. You're very lazy. (laughs) Wow, was that Andy? (laughs) Anyways. That's right. Thank you. That's that's a good thing to talk about because... uh... We, <laughs> <not> <laughs> well, that was the past. She's uh, up to uh, nothing right now. Yeah, I mean, she's up to being a doorknob or whatever the hell she is—a dresser drawer or whatever the. <laughs> she sleeps in a drawer. I mean, that's <laughs> that's sufficient, I guess. I don't know. This is a weird show, people at home. In case, <laughs> just throwing it out there. But now I'm a drawer. So, uh, just to interject here, I'm going to pause every once in a while and blow my nose, and I'm so sorry. It's all good. Oh, me and uh, Heggs were talking the other day, actually, and uh, my porn name is actually uh, 
Poseidon's devastating clam hammer. <laughs> yeah. And he needs it too. It's oof. I wish I could walk that conversation back and undo it in my brain, but it's in there and I I can never unhear it. Not great. All right, well, I got I got to make a new uh, call for oh, us. Good, so. I have to pull up my nose. <laughs> All right. Hello. For sure. Pause, 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 pause. God damn it. <laughs> it's it's fine. So um but yeah. And that's where my king becomes super king and defends his super shield over the whole board. <laughs> if they would have sent that to him, then what, huh? I know, Santa eats milk and cookies. Are you saying Santa's not a good guy? Yeah, you don't know Santa like I know Santa. Ooh, somebody think Cole. Huh? Yo, that guy carries a knife. What? Weird. Weird show, mm-hmm. folks. Oh, God, it's a weird show. Anyways. <laughs>